Axis Mundi. You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit irreverent.fm for more content from our amazing lineup of creators. Welcome to Straight White American Jesus. My name is Brad Onishi, faculty in religion, Skidmore College. Our show is hosted in partnership with the CAP Center at UCSB. Today I want to talk about uh, illiberalism, which uh, may not sound like a very sexy word, but it follows up on my interview with uh, Dr. Sarah Riccardi-Swartz from earlier this week. And uh, in that interview, Dr. Riccardi-Swartz shared her research on a community in rural Appalachia, uh, a Russian Orthodox community uh, populated by many ex-evangelicals. And uh, they have an alarming set of politics. Uh, you know, one woman in the interview said to uh, to Sarah that uh, she says, I'm a fascist, right? And so it was this incredibly jarring uh, text that uh, that she wrote, Sarah, uh, and, and her article really was, in many ways, a gut punch. What I want to talk about today, briefly, is just how uh, it may seem like that's an outlier and that that is a sort of um, uh, extreme fringe example. But I don't think it is, and I, I think it's actually something that uh, indicates where the Republican Party and where the conservative movement in this country is uh, at this moment, and especially in the wake of January 6th. This morning, the sociologist of religion at Yale, Philip Gorski, tweeted that the thing we need to know about the Republican Party in this moment is that they are not going to accept electoral defeat in 2024. I'm going to have an interview with him coming up later, uh, actually next week, and so uh, we'll get to hear more about that. But I think uh, his tweet sort of portends a couple of things. One is uh, Republicans are working hard at the state level, the local level, and the national level, as they always do, to organize and to retake the House, to uh, substantiate their majorities in state legislatures, and to pass their uh, their agenda, which includes many trans uh, anti-trans bills, abortion bills, and, uh, and uh, bills meant to suppress voting rights. I also think, though, that Gorski's tweet, and I'll ask him about this later this week in our interview, is, uh, is one that portends m- more of what we saw on January 6th, that we're in a place where many uh, on the right in this country will just simply not accept not being in power any longer. And you say, well, you know, what's the basis for that claim? And, and let me just point you to a couple of things. Uh, there's a nice article from Adam Sewer at the, uh, at the Atlantic from just a couple of days ago titled, The Illiberal, the Illiberal Right Throws a Tantrum. And he talks here about how uh, folks on uh, the political right in this country have reacted uh, to Trump's loss, to uh, certain things that have taken place during the Biden administration and things that have been brewing for over a decade now, things like same-sex marriage, um, things like uh, uh, extended rights for LGBTQ plus folks, uh, Obamacare, so on and so forth. So here's what uh, Sewer says. The tide of illiberalism sweeping over Western countries and the election of Donald Trump have since renewed hope among some on the religious right. 
that it might revive its cultural control through the power of the state. Inspired by Viktor Orban in Hungary and Vladimir Putin in Russia, a faction of the religious right now looks to sectarian ethno-nationalism to restore its beliefs to their rightful primacy and to rescue a degraded and de degenerate culture. All that stands in their way is democracy and the fact that most Americans reject what they have to offer. This is something we have talked about, of course, on our show time and time again. Uh, we've talked about it with the journalist Sarah Posner, whose work is exemplary, uh, in my opinion, on this topic, and uh, she's been on this beat for years now. Uh, her book, Unholy, is a great expose of this movement within the religious right. I want to touch on this word illiberal, however, before we move on. Uh, one of the things that you might hear often is that we live in a liberal democracy, and I know that sometimes that can be confusing when you think about conservatives versus liberals. Uh, basically, we, we are supposed to live in a governmental system that is uh, marked by free and fair elections and by democratic rule. That is what makes it liberal. Liberal right, comes from the root word liber or free, okay? And so the idea is that we live in a free society where we can vote for who we choose to vote for, where the person who gets the most votes will become the elected official, and where everyone in the society, regardless of uh, their opinion or their, their desire, recognizes the legitimacy of the person who has been elected, right? So it's a free election. Everybody has the freedom to vote. Everybody has the freedom to choose. And that is what marks a kind of liberal democracy, okay? Free and fair elections, democratic rule, and the recognition of the legitimacy of the elected official. Sewer's talking about illiberal, illiberal conservatives. And what that means is, is something different than the liberal conservative sort of tug of war, right? If you have a democracy that is free and, marked by free and fair elections and uh, you know, duly elected officials, then you might have people who are, quote, more liberal or more conservative in that society. But they are all sort of participating under the umbrella of a liberal or free democracy, right? Liberal democracy does not mean Democratic versus Republican. It just means free. Thanks for listening to this free preview of our Swag episode. In order to get access to the full episode and so much more, become a Straight White American Jesus premium subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you like two clicks, I promise. In addition to getting access to this episode, you'll have access to the entire Swag archive, over 550 episodes. You'll also get an extra episode every month, ad-free listening, Discord access, and so much more. All that for less than six bucks a month, and it helps us keep our flag up and continue to safeguard democracy from religious nationalism, extremism, and rising authoritarianism. Check it out. It's not hard. I promise.